Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 2006 Martyrs, do me a solid favor. This is a legit trigger warning. If you are disturbed by uh, hyper-violence, hyper-realistic violence, um, uh, cut-up shit and all types of stuff, uh, do yourself a favor. Watch the American version of Martyrs because it's hellified watered down. Uh, if you are, if you have any kind of constitutions, just watch this legit movie. Come back and join us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Co45Podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. It is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, you name it, we are there. Uh, Want to give a shout out because we're well overdue for this. Uh, to everybody who listened to us on Podbean, um, NatGaddish415, uh, Live PD uh, Talks, CP Sluts, uh, Last Word Podcast, Bill R, 1966, your old dude, I'm sorry, Hotheads, and Lucas. What's up, homie? Uh, today, Code 45 is powered by Bang Purple Haze for that sweet, sweet flavor of Bong water. grape soda. <laughs> oh, it's grape soda. <laughs> <laughs> and our guest is powered by Water H2O, something to rinse and filter my body. That's it. <laughs> and today, I'm sponsored by Porridge. Fucking eat it. <laughs> you are now listening to Cult 45, the only cult movie podcast that puts it on your chest. So sit back, relax, pour up, and turn up. Yeah, welcome everybody to a fucking horrific edition of Cult 45. I'm your host, Beating Down. Today I'm joined by... Random Randy Savage. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves a special guest. She's hailing all the way from North Carolina. She was an attorney who turned into a hard rocking, mosh pitting mother and wife. You heard her on the Dead Sexy Radio podcast as well as the Baton Rouge based uh, podcast Blurtish. She reigns supreme as a panelist for Comic Palooza for like way before it was even cool. She's been doing it forever. Uh, she's a self published author of 10 books and is known for her narcoleptic vampire series and her spinoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to Dicey Motherfucking Grainer. What's going on, lady? How are you doing today? Hey, what's up? I love that intro. Oh, you're welcome. I, I, I need a sound bite of that. That's awesome. <laughs> welcome aboard. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you're not familiar with her work, uh, Dicey, if you could, can you can you give people a, a little slice of what you're all about? I have seven books in the Narcoleptic Vampire series. They're pretty hardcore. The setting is a fetish club. It's, um, I have, that's, so it's a lot of sexy stuff that happens, a lot of taboo sexy, but I kind of mix horror with eroticism, so there's going to be some blood and guts, because there's vampires, werewolves, dragons, demons, the whole works. It's all inclusive, I believe in diversity and inclusion with my characters, I also write a rock and roll, BDSM books, um, I have taboo, um, there's an underage uh, romance in there. I have some dark comedy, and then I write on Patreon. I write a lot of erotic horror stuff on Patreon. I write for the dark and twisted, those looking for different things, more than you just see daily, or that you is, is far from mainstream. I put it that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we we met Dicey way back in the gap um, when she was uh, doing Compalooza. She was um, selling her books and stuff. I got to meet her uh, husband. The very tall and very swole uh, Danny Norris. I want to give him a shout, uh, shout out, <laughs> and congratulations mm-hmm. to him because he's a uh, part of the board of trustees now for HISD. Correct? The uh... he's the trustee for the Department of Education that's oh, over the oh, board of the, uh, the entire... over the HIS. Yeah. Oh, the entire oh, wow. goddamn thing. So, Shit, my bad. Yeah, so <laughs> HISD is included though. Yes. Well, all of it. 
all of the school, the entire department of the Jesus. That's fucking awesome. In his precinct. Yeah. And also cover model for Wolf's Reign. You get to see his greased up torso and abdomen putting everyone's <laughs> body to shame. If you uh, if you have a body yep. fat percentage of 25 like me, uh, just don't look. <laughs> gonna Wolf's Fire. Yeah, he, 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 he was on the cover of Wolf's Fire. Oh, did I say it wrong? The, uh, yeah, but it's fine. It's okay. What did I say? Uh, you said Wolf's Reign. Mm, Wolf's Reign. Jesus which kind of puts out the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say Wolf's Fire. That's the next book. I know, right? I totally meant to say Wolf's Fire. I totally blew it. I, I like that. I like that name though, Wolf's Rain. I mean, if Damn. you, if, if, if I might need that to put out the fires. He kind of looks wet on the cover, so that might have been what. Kind of my of. ass. Glistening. <laughs> <laughs> he looks kind of wet. Shit is we greased. we grease them down. We yeah, grease them down a little bit for the shoot. Yeah. Straight bacon fat. But um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we had a couple of questions. If you don't mind us asking you. Please, please, everyone, let's go. Yeah. To get everybody acclimated, so um, I, I'll hit it off. So um, I gotta know what was the catalyst for you to make the turn from um, one half of a husband and wife team of black lawyers to a dicey author of ten self-published books? Like, how did that happen? Well, I still do that. You know, I just do that under my real name, and I use Dicey Grinner for my books. Uh, you know, I'm still licensed to practice, and I still do that from time to time. Mm -hmm. But um, writing was my passion, so it was something that I actually started doing. Like, I wanted to write books. I always wanted to write fiction, particularly. And when I had my daughter, I was home with her for a while when she was first born. And so that I took that opportunity to actually delve into it. It was kind of an escape at the time also. And, and from there, you know, it just kind of got good to me. I'm really in my element. Like, this is what brings me joy. It, it's not something that stresses me out. It, it's all mine. You know what I mean? Right. It's something that it, it's it's a creative process for my head that I actually give birth to and share with other people who can enjoy it. So there's nothing like finishing a book and my projects and, and putting my creative worlds out there for people to enjoy. And it brings it, it just brings me joy. It brings it also helps exercise XOR size, some of my own <laughs> issues, <laughs> you know, some of my own thing. I work through a lot of my own issues in my head through this writing. And so, you know, it's just really what I feel like I was born to do, you know. And then when I've had other people tell me how much I inspire them through that um, in various ways. Mm -hmm. Somebody just told me that they were inspired to do a uh, voiceover. Oh, wow. Some people tell me, yeah, some people tell me they're inspired to actually let their sexuality be, be freer, you know, just to feel more confident in their sexuality. Some Upgrading people tell me they're four inspired. Positions instead of one, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, however, you inspire. We're going to do front people. and back. <laughs> Some people who are depressed in their own issues, sometimes they read and they feel better because they escape their own issues and their their lives at the time. So uh, the arts are subjective, of course. So it's not for everybody. Everybody can't enjoy what I write. But for the ones who do, we are in sync. I'm finding my tribe and I'm doing what I love. Nice, nice. So how are you able to accomplish like getting the your readers to actually feel more like seeing the scenes visceral like to them? On, on top of that, how does a werewolf get oral from a dragon <laughs> somebody's been messing around in wolf's fire i see <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to spoil it for anybody that might want to check it out so i won't i won't say but, i think we hooked them already uh, with the uh <laughs> <laughs> i 
forget. You know, I really enjoyed writing that story, though. I really, really enjoyed that story. Everything, all the pieces, because I with that book, I'm already three, four. I was five books in when I wrote that one, and so it tied in so many different things. Like there are four, there are four books from Willow's perspective, but there's a break between book three and book four from Willow's perspective, and that's when I have an intersex vampire story, Zeke's Love and Thorn, and I have Wolf's Fire, the werewolf story, and then I have book four. So some people they'll just go ahead and read one, two, three, four from Willow's perspective, and they have missed so much. Like you can actually skip Zeke's story if you want and I did that because some people might find it extra you know I write offensive stuff but some people just really can't handle what's going on in Zeke's story but um, Will's Fire you cannot skip there, there are going to be big plot holes for you if you get to book four from Willow's perspective and you miss that. But I really enjoyed book five and how it tied everything together. Your question was how do I make everything so visual? Right. Um, and that's because I love movies. That's why I'm I'm happy to be on this podcast today with you guys because I love movies. I mean, like I'm one of those people that, that was b- between books, movies, and and music. That those are my escapes. That's those are the things that I really really love. And movies, I can watch a movie from beginning to end, even if it sucks. It can be absolutely terrible, and I'm still going to enjoy something about it. I'm one of those people that I mean, I have the IMDb app. I'm constantly going up there checking out a director. I'm one of those people when we had the uh, VHS and CDs, I'd watch all the director's cuts. I would watch a movie five times back to back. When I write, I write it the way I see it. It is a picture in my head and it is already in visual form. And that's why I'm hoping, you know, to branch into actually putting these into script and making them into movie form. That has always been my end goal. I've always planned to have my stories on the screen. And so I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, build that bridge there now. But I have had a lot of readers tell me that they can visualize what I write. And that makes me happy because that is exactly how it should be. That's, that's how I see it. I write what I see. And how does a dragon... Give give fellatio. I guess that's just that's it that way. Uh, give right. fellatio. No, we, we talked about uh, <laughs> the out there back at IHOP restaurants a bunch. So you don't have to, you know, the right. candy coat, the uh, the sex packs, dicey. It's, it's you don't have thing. to like, you don't have to like layer it. Like we're not in court or anything. <laughs> right. Well, you know, she's tell got us a, where the dragon uh, blew the, the doll. <laughs> she, she's got. She's Show got us a, on the Lord of the Rings doll where he touched you. She's, she's got. Well, one, I mean, there's no better person to do it, actually. She's got a deep throat. She's got a hot mouth at that. I mean, hey. it's smoking hot. And, and you know, that lava, that wetness, not to mention the fact that, you know, if you know about um, Punch's particular issues, what he has been preparing for throughout the series and in that book, you know, he has a special relationship with fire. So, I mean... Fire, not the actual dragon name, but fire as in the actual flames. So, like, the dragon was, like, in legit dragon form. It was it didn't turn back into a person. It was, like, straight-up dragon. Oh, she goes in and out. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> as the mood dictates. <laughs> she goes both ways. Come on. <laughs> she goes in and out as the mood dictates. Uh, she... She would be a dragon shifter, I suppose. So I got to ask, I always wondered about like uh, when authors write books, like how much uh, it, the character is an extension of themselves. So like with uh, with the character Willow from your narcoleptic vampire series and um, her vampirism, is that a reflection of you sticking out as an individual in grade school, um, as well as bucking the trend as being a black vampire? Is there any kind of um, mirroring between you and Willow? Well, 
of course. Yeah, there, there was a lot that, you know, like I said before, I work through my own issues when I'm writing the stories. But that's true of all the characters, to be honest. Mm. Even the males. Uh, my male characters, I love being in their heads and writing from their perspectives. Um, any character that I'm writing is an extension of me in some way. Whatever their thoughts are, you know, that it's something that I'm working through. Whatever their um, their their situations that they're in. Some obviously, I haven't lived through all the situations, but I can um, I can be empathetic for if somebody's been traumatized or or if somebody's having um, some conflicts based on religion or based on their relationships with friends and family. So yeah, with Willow in particular though, it was important for me to make her a black female vampire. When the the idea first came to me, I was thinking of when I first talked to my husband about a narcoleptic vampire, I saw him as a as a white male and I deliberately was like, nah, I'm sick of seeing that. Right. <laughs> we right. see that all the damn time. I want somebody that looks like me or someone that people who look like me or, you know, my daughter or whomever can see themselves as. I wanted it to be different. You know, like if we don't write black female characters, I see that there's a movement now, strong black lead movement, and I'm right. loving that. Yeah. But yeah. If, if we don't create it, it's not going to be done, you know. Or, or, or you'll have people doing it, you know, just because it's it's trendy at the time, even though they have no relation to it and they don't care, really. It's because diversity is trending and so they want to add some black characters. No, but we live this so we can tell our stories and put it in a fancy, in a fantasy world. And that's what I wanted to do. So I wanted Willow um, at the time before I had um, Jace on the cover. I had um, Nia Long was my prototype in my mind. I changed oh, oh, the eye color. Nia Long would probably be, she would be older, on the older end now for my character. But at the time, that's that's who I envisioned. I don't think I've ever said that before either. But that's who I envisioned at the time. I wanted someone who I related to when I look at them. And some of the issues that they go through. You know, black people in religion. <laughs> so I wanted to incorporate that in there. Yeah, I wanted to incorporate that in there. And a lot of the other real world issues that we deal with. She's very much an extension of me, but super hype. Everybody needs hope. You need some kind of superhero. So there's some bad things in the world. There's some things that are difficult. There's some challenges. And then you have this supernatural creature that can rise above that because they have supernatural abilities. So yeah, she kind of represented that for me too. You were talking about challenges. I've heard that some of your books got taken down from iTunes. Like yep. even though some that were similar, they that just never got touched. Do you yep. think it's might have been some kind of like push or like away from uh, a black female-led vampire story? Or, or what, what do you think that was the cause of that? Well, um, it, it's, it's multiple layers to this. For one, I'm an independent author. So we've always had to struggle with... First, these websites give us an avenue that we would not have had prior to like 2011. Mm -hmm. right. So like in 2010 or whatever, it was not... People weren't self-publishing books like they were in 2011 on. So... I respect and I appreciate the avenues that we have. Okay, I'm not talking. I don't want to talk bad about any avenues because I appreciate the opportunity. But fuck you, Kendall. But <laughs> Kendall, Kendall has given me an an avenue that I would not have had ten years ago because if I would have pitched my stories, there would have been no, no, no. Kendall gave me the opportunity to actually reach to to my readers directly, but at the same time. I have to jump through hoops that people who are with the big five, big six 
right. publishers don't have to go through. Oh. With review with reviews, our reviews will get snatched down, their reviews won't. You wow. can there's wow. there's there's somebody named Harriet, for instance. Let's say fifteen books come out today. She's gonna write a review for all fifteen. They're kinda all generic, but she's gonna be like in the top one hundred best uh reviewers or something. Uh, at least that's how I haven't checked lately, but that's how it was a couple years ago. Interesting. But her her reviews would not be taken down. But if hmm. someone was on my friends list and they wrote a review for me, if they look like whatever algorithm they've got, if if this person looked like they were in any way trying to help me, they would remove that review. So we wow. have we yeah, it's it's been a mess. We have had all kinds of different issues. Um, at, uh, Amazon is still the biggest one, but I've had a lot of different issues with some of the other distributors. It could have just fallen under that it could have mm-hmm. just been like we uh there's also uh things are tightening around erotic writers period a lot of erotic writers are being the ones who write bdsm kink and all that which is ironic you know the explosiveness of 50 shades so everybody right. was glad like finally we're making what we enjoy reading and writing about more mainstream so that more people can start knowing that we're out here and start reading these sorts of things and buying from us. Well, they uh, all these booksellers started tightening in on erotic authors. A lot of things have been snatched. My books were not the only ones. There are some authors who have seen their income drop significantly because they started they started tightening in on um, uh, on a lot of the taboo type stuff. And I have some taboo books. Those are the ones that were tightening we're tightening in on now the the book that you're talking about right now shameful is the one about a married mother of three that has an affair with a 16 year old so you know going into the book that that's what's going to happen i'll right. put that in a description right. so that if this is something that you're going to find offensive don't pick the book up you know it also could be that people because i've had people downvote it on goodreads or one starred and stuff like that and all, and this is before the book was even out. I put the synopsis up in the book cover, um, and people started already leaving one star reviews on a book that they never even read. And I know you haven't read it because I hadn't put I hadn't put it out yet. I hadn't even published it yet. So it could be people that are offended by the titles of the books, and they are reporting it. They could be people could be reporting my books. Um, so um, I, I seriously, there there's a lot about this book industry that really, really, really bothers me. But I try to focus on the good, which is why when I said in my post that I know Nabokov and um, you know Lolita, I mean that book has gotten critical acclaim. It has is considered a classic. It's been three movies, three or four movies about it. And uh, Tampa by Elisa Nutting, I think is her name. Um, that book is about a school teacher who preys on like 14-year-old boys in her classroom. Yeah, that is illegal. These right, things are right. still sold on the same site. And they're sold for a whole lot more. My book might be $2.99. Those books are $23.99. <laughs> but mm. I do not have the backing of a big publisher. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, it is what it is. You take the good with the bad. I gotta ask, like, when you choose like taboo or uh, macabre, like subject material, like you do it on purpose, and do you do it? I because, do. do. Do you do it because um you're like intentionally trying to make people uncomfortable? You know, kind of like to mirror how, let's say, because I've I've read articles where um you know you you go to like metal shows and 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 people kind of try to make you uncomfortable or even like back in the day because I remember uh, from a couple stories you said on other shows how like you had to wear dresses. Um, in grade school when it wasn't mandatory and you, you kind of were put in uncomfortable situations. Do you pick these subjects to kind of 
put that back out there to make other people uh, as equally uncomfortable? You trying to shrink me? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in our head. <laughs> a little bit. Get out of my head. I'm get sorry. out of my head, dude. My bad, dude. <laughs> dug too deep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I, my I glasses were totally in my mouth when I did that. Just, just so you know. <laughs> I was judging the shit out of you while I was asking that question. Um, I don't now know tell why. Tell us about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> What's your relationship with your father? Right. <laughs> I, I've never thought about whether that is being in an uncomfortable situation, being a link to why I put other people in uncomfortable situations. I, I never thought about it like that. I mean, maybe, you know. Yeah, I, I can't say that it's not. Uh, but I know what I do consciously, though, is not necessarily to offend people, but it is to write different scenarios for people to think. When you are reading my stories, hopefully you are thinking, like, you know, what would I do in this situation? I, I like stories like that. That's, mm. that's one of the things that I enjoyed about some of the earlier seasons of The Walking dead what would you do in this situation would you right. shoot that little girl in the back of the head while right. she's looking at those flowers you know yes uh, to, to protect <laughs> to, to protect the group right and so but being able to I think things to being able to think things through um you know uh if you were in this situation what would you do and would you behave the same you know, obviously people say Man, that that's pretty fucked up what they did. But you know, would you do something differently, or if given the same circumstances, would you react the same way? And a lot of times, my characters are arguing in dialogue, and so I'm bringing out both sides of the dialogue too. So, which side of the fence would you sit on? Mm. So, mm -hmm. it's it's um, I I really do it to be different, so that it's not the same run of the mill stories. Boy meets girl, they f fall in love. There's some conflict that comes, you know, I, I don't want to formulate A, B, C, D, and right. you know exactly what's going to happen next. I want it to be where, man, I, I didn't see that coming or, oh, my God, I never even thought about it like that. And that's why, you know, movies like Martyr, like we're going to talk about today. That's why something like that will stick with you when it's mm -hmm. something that jars you, something you weren't expecting, something that was so taboo or out, you know out there that it will jar you and those are the things that stick with you if it's if it's not something that if it's something you see all the time then you can easily forget it i don't want my stories to be forgotten mm. i want you i want it to stick with you long after you've read it i completely yeah. understand it i don't want to i don't want to do a psych profile <laughs> i do i Come do with the psychology test Randy. fine okay okay fine so who do would you, you murder uh, first is, <laughs> yeah it's like if you're in <laughs> yes Good answer. What, what colors the bear outside? Anyway, <laughs> why do you think the majority of Black culture doesn't stray too far from the norm as far as as entertainment? What is your perspective on this? And maybe is it is it because we're just trying to preserve the culture we have left, or is are we setting ourselves up to just become a stereotype? Well, I, I think that religion thing really plays a big part. Mm -hmm. uh, I I really think people are just so afraid of hell and hellfire and being judged by people you know even if they keep even if they're doing some dirt or something that they may think is inappropriate they will do everything they can to hide it and to put on a goody two-shoe uh facade so that they won't be judged um i that's one aspect of it i think uh, we, we it's kind of ingrained in us very early on 
And if you break outside of that mold, then you are of the devil. You are, uh, <laughs> you, are you, you know, you know, there's some people right now that won't fool with me because I throw up the horn signs, at, at, you know, with the, the rock stars, you know, there's some people that look at that that's, as that's, demonic. That's there's some people that won't, right fool, yeah. Yeah, they uh. won't fool with my stories because there's demons and, and werewolves and vampires and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I don't know. They might be right. I might be going to hell. You know, maybe I have tapped into something that I shouldn't. Yeah, but everybody you know, eats fish know. on Friday. We're all going to hell. Just like, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I feel more liberated. I'm not concerned about what people think. And I think a lot of other people are. They're worried about these things. And I don't, and I feel like that's more bondage. I feel like that's mm. a boring life. Mm boring ass life and I don't want to be like everybody else and I'm happy with that I don't know why uh, that's the only thing I can think of uh, off the top of my head conditioning conditioned to you know put jeans on or put a suit on to look a certain way to drive a certain thing we're conditioned to go to Beyonce's concerts, we're conditioned to listen to the same music that our parents listen to instead of giving a uh, country, which I don't like, or metal a try. You know, we're <laughs> we're we're I give it a try. It's fine. But by I all do. means, you know, you need to try it. You know, just not just take what people have told you is your circle, your genre, your your station, your box, what you should be, and try and see what who you really are, what you really like, and and go after what it is that you really like instead of just staying in that box because people told you that's what you're supposed to do. Man, that's what's up. So let us start talking about this goddamn movie, Martyrs, man, this uh, French fucking film. Go, uh, watch watch the subtitle version, guys. Please don't please don't listen to the dub version. It's, it's, it's kind of goofy. It's a little goofy. Mm. But um, I got to ask about this particular movie for Martyrs. Um, I want to ask the first impressions of this movie. I'm going to go around um, the table. Obviously, I'm going to start with our guest, uh, Dicey. What was your first impressions, your first uh, interaction with the movie Martyrs? Brandon, I'm going to tell you what. I, I'm kind of upset with you for making me watch this movie again. I, <laughs> I, I watched it again. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's not my fault. Oh. You were totally excited. I, oh, I, I love that movie. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. yeah. It's like, goddamn hardcore. I know. I'm going to tell you what. My first impression when I watched this movie years ago, uh, I got it off of a list of horror movies. Like, mm -hmm. I was really trying to see what was the uh, worst thing that was out there. Right. And so it was one of those. And it it is very, very easily in my top ten of best horror movies ever. And best is because it is terrible. I mean, it is horrific. It is horrible. This is the real horror to me. You know, like, I, I, yeah, I write about vampires, werewolves, and dragons and stuff, but those are things that I make, I make up. They're right. myth, myth, mythological. But this kind of stuff, that is pure evil. <laughs> that some people... Wow. It, it is made up off of his head, sure. You know, mm. I, I understand that he, he wrote he wrote this movie when he was during a very depressed time, and that's really when you can come up with some great stuff. I know that from firsthand experience. But I watched it again, and it was it was worse the second time. And it, I'm gonna tell you, it was worse the second time because I knew what was gonna happen. Rando, your first impressions with uh, Martyrs. As a, I've never seen this movie before. Oh shit, my bad. So when. <laughs> Yeah, so when you told me about it, I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm basing my first impression on the cover, and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to. If I had watched, seen this at Walmart or like at, at like a Hollywood video or a Blockbuster or whatever, I'd have just, nope, 
next, next. Because because creepy, you know, chicks with long hair. I mean, that's just on a list of things for black folks to avoid. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm just like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, just, I don't want to watch this. Martyrs doesn't. It doesn't like it doesn't give anything into this title at all, and like I'd have mm-hmm. passed this up. <laughs> but I, I just told him watch. This. So I had to make you watch this. Um, basically, um, I like how Dicey brought up lists. My first impression with Martyrs, the movie Serbian film came into like a conversation, and I was like, "What?" And I got like a, I read the summary, and I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not watching that." And my homeboy was like, "But have you seen Martyrs?" And like the lean, he he leaned into me, and I was like, "Oh boy!" He's like, "It's not as bad as Serbian film. I promise. Don't read about it. Just watch it." So yeah. I watched it, Uh-oh. and um, I like watching movies where I don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah. But I'm mm. also terrified of uh, the cut up bitch from The Grudge. So <laughs> I was just in my feelings like all movie long, and but I, the fact that I did like I, it was easier watching it the second time because I knew where it was going for me. Not the first time was the worst time. I'm like, why, why God, why Jesus? Like, it was, it was, it was, um, it was an experience. Um, uh, but yeah, it's definitely in my top ten as far as horror movies goes because it's yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But um, okay. I just want to be. I want to like put an addendum on this. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get a lot of why from me on this one. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's okay because I'm probably gonna just. Stretch out the word "fuck" like fifteen times because it's, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. get real. <laughs> so, guys, are you guys ready to dive into martyrs? I, I know I know Dicey is. She's chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah. Di- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait to tell you about this movie. So yeah, let's get into it. Unfortunately, right out of the gate, this movie horrified the shit out of me because the Weinstein Company bought this thing, man. Jesus, mm-hmm. I just it, yeah. you, you get to imagine Harvey Weinstein before the movie even gets into fucking ugh. <laughs> you know that's in the uh, anyway moving on <laughs> so, it was the it was the it was the weinstein logo and then immediately subtitled <laughs> screaming <laughs> so guys um you know they don't waste any time we get a little a little girl with her hair cut up uh clothes dingy and shit there's a chair with a hole in it so you already know what's going down um we got a horrible situation on our hands but she's running for a goddamn yeah. life and um, screaming for her life, and it's like, hey, wake the fuck up! This movie's about to get real. Gotta, <laughs> gotta ask, how concerned were you at the opening of this film? <laughs> Let's start with our guest. I, I didn't think it was gonna go as bad as it went. No, I, I didn't think the opening scene was that bad. What about you, Randy? I mean, I've seen plenty of movies where they start off with like a victim. That person doesn't get away, and then they right. do title credits, and it's like, okay, so. We're going to see a thing that's happening. Because, yeah. like, again, never seen this movie before, so I'm going in completely unaware of what's going on next. You know what's funny? Like, I, I was terrified because the uh, the level of um, acting that went into the screaming, I was like, this is too this is too damn good. This is a uh, <laughs> – and, and, and then she had like, this weird hobble run. It, I don't know. It's just like something about that image really fucking stuck to me. And I was just like, fuck me with a spoon. This is going to be bad. And then we get, like, um <laughs> like a nice little 8-millimeter chronicle – film thing like it's a documentary of like the shit that she's been going through so i'm like oh okay now this is gonna be boring so i'm i'm um disarmed <laughs> i'm disarmed at this point and and, and, and it kind of lay a nice little foundation of what the story is going to be so you got this uh the survivor's lucy uh she's been through some yeah. shit you know yeah. uh, a <laughs> little bit of malnutrition a little dash of dehydration yeah. etc and the worst edge up of all time 
mm-hmm. she makes friends with this chick named Anna. And Anna's kind of like has been appointed to kind of be her friend because Lucy is not with it. And um, she's even in like a school with a bunch of like uh, special children because she's just she's been through fucking too much. Let's, let's, let's just right. simplify it. Uh, we know yeah. shit's about to get get bad because it's um, Anna finds Lucy in the bathtub, right? It appears that she cut her own arms. But she says it wasn't her. And I'm like, okay, that's creepy. And, you know, it's bedtime. So I'm ready for the jump scare at this point in time. Rando, you, are you agree with me on this point? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here waiting like, okay, we saw the we saw the lull to sleep now. Here comes right. the jump scare. Right, because they bored us for a little bit. Just to keep it real. And uh, <laughs> But the bloody tub situation, I'm like, oh, God, we're going to find out what what cut her up. You know, that's what I'm thinking my first one. Uh, with that part, it was I didn't really see it as boring because I, I knew that they were establishing the relationship between those two girls. And which is a pretty important part, Man. you know what I mean? And, and, and <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I, I thought it was important. It was, it was, you know, just to be see, a complete jerk and like much. man, you have two really hot French chicks and no making out as as much. Wow. I'm, I'm disappointed in this movie. Well, they did. Kiss. Well, she did kiss her once. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. Like we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. It. Oh, you're jumping ahead, Randy, for your disappointment. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. But it sounds like somebody's <laughs> written ten books over here talking about stories and stuff. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no. So like, she's under the covers. She's freaking out because there's like some scuttling going around, which is uh, I don't know. That's some turn on the fucking light territory for me. Yeah. Cause fuck that. <laughs> fuck that noise. Lights on. Yeah. So she gets under the covers because for some reason we always think that's like that works. And when she looks up, there is like a like a a, a per, like a feral thing. Like on her bed, and we get like a nice solid jump scare, and then title card, and fuck you, it's 15 right. years later now, and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened there? <laughs> nope, no explanation. That's it. And this is where their relationship was important to see <laughs> why this chick was there for her. Why you know they they were aces. They were both, they were together. The two of them, they would do anything for each other. You know. And that's why it was important to see that. I know. I joke gonna, about the board. You're, you're going to jump 15 years later and see how close they are. They they basically provided comfort <laughs> for each other all that time. <laughs> you know what I'm not going to bash the movie, Sorry. I promise. <laughs> I am. I'm good. No, okay. Because now I'm like, all right. So immediately I hit the title card of 15 years later. And my brain goes to that Rick and Morty episode where it's like, I don't understand why we have to like, cut to a certain part that like now the action is going to start pouring like why don't you just start the movie there and then oh, we'll catch up on the way wet blanket randy the reason they <laughs> did it is so we can have a nice little parallel of another girl running and screaming but it's for joy and jubilation because it's just family fun time that's why they did it rando you you bastard man but uh um, have family fun time oh lord yeah they, they were happy lovely family Ugh. like justin bieber <laughs> look, uh, look alike boy you got a, like a nice little innocent girl running around like boring as fuck ass dad reading newspaper chilling and shit and then like for some okay what's weird about the family the, the family dynamic is like mom is blue collar as fuck she got this huge hole fucking with some pipes and sewer lines and shit i'm like that's weird find a dead mouse gave two fucks about it joking around flailing the dead, dead mouse mm-hmm. around and um they're congratulating the daughter because uh, she got in the paper because it's important folks mm-hmm. for uh swimming real good and shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like good for you and uh the doorbell rings and uh who wants to take it from here <laughs> it goes straight to hell from there that is that is beginning of the second part of this movie <laughs> 
so basically, the, oh, the dad opens the door, and we have this uh, disheveled woman uh, pulling out a motherfucking shotgun. And um, the dude goes fucking flying. Props to the um, effects department because this shit looked a little too real. And um, it's brutal, dude. So, like, like the, the, the dad gets blasted first, right? Then the mom is uh, freaking the fuck out. And she catches it in the back in front of the children. Which doesn't matter because she takes them all out. Right. So, yeah. you know, right yeah, on the back, that's fucking Lucy. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Lucy? And she asks his little boy, like, do you know what your parents have done. And it's like, what? And he kind of has like this, like, reg- you know, resigned look on his face like he does know. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Before I had a chance to fucking think, he gets shot while he was sitting down in the chair, uh, whole back blown out. All, all through the back of the chair. It was horrific. So she runs after the daughter, jumps on top of the bed, uh, kind of like shoots her out to make her run out there, and then she catches in the back. Whole family is dead. Movie barely started. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with myself at this point. <laughs> I just witnessed an entire family just get fucking blown in half. I, I I I don't I don't know what to do with myself at this point. When I first saw this, I'm I'm literally in my fucking feelings. Uh, how is everybody doing at this point? I thought it was now we're watching a revenge film now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. So it's like okay, this is a woman who or this is now the woman who was a girl who was abused, and now she's out to find who did it. And she got a like she she's on the case, and she's so distraught and like yeah. So now the relationship between her and her best friend, it's like they'll do anything for each other. So now it's gonna be like this crazy like Bonnie and Clyde natural born killer thing, but with purpose. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> I'm sorry, because <laughs> you're so fucking wrong. <laughs> I'm so wrong. So wrong. Oh, that boy! That boy thought he gonna see some um, some B roll footage of car traveling, them leaving the house. I know French countryside, and I'm just shooting motherfuckers with shotgun shells. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in. That's a hot Fuck up! I just got off the Toxic Avengers, so everyone who's in like who's not the main character is an evil person. Okay, whatever. With her taking out the whole family, right then you know this is gonna be a bold film. You know it's gonna. <laughs> you know they are not gonna tiptoe around anything. No. This bitch shot everybody. The everybody. kids too. Now even if the parents were guilty, she took the kids out too. And you know this movie is gonna be off the chain from that point on. Right, especially the point where she um, yelled at the dead bodies, asking them why, and it's like, oh, okay, you're not, you're not done with it. Right. You're still in their shit, and um, yeah. <laughs> little creepy at this point, and. I think she makes a phone call. She doesn't leave the house. She she makes a phone call within the house. And we got our girl, our girl Anna, all grown up, waiting by the payphone. And turns out it was just supposed to be a scouting mission, guys. <laughs> but Lucy was like, fuck that. And um, she's like, where the hell are you? Where's the address? And um, she's like, Anna Anna's now rushing to get to Lucy. Because this is her girl. This is her girl. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're homies. They've been homies for 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 fifteen years, guys. So like, they're super yeah. close, super close. And um, they have looked out for each other. Absolutely. This is where it gets fucking crazy, man. For me, because like the, <laughs> the shooting was bad, the shaking of the dead bodies was bad. But fuck me, rotten dude. This part was scary. So like, okay. By the way, Lucy, very attractive lady. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Gorgeous only... eyes. Her eyes are like ice blue. Right. Very nice. She's fucking beautiful. But like, it, I had to like Google her. So I could like make sure because this bitch has been covered in blood the entire part of the movie, dude. 
okay. like she is like caked in blood like the majority of this fucking film like there was only I only had one glimpse of her actual face um, no so, excuse me two glimpses before murdering the family and then like one time a little bit after the fact but god damn it she's hot well the part of the time she was in the movie that is I ain't gonna get jumping in the head Sold all the way. I'm gonna take the whole movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she hears the door creak, right? Like she hears like a creaking noise, because she's waiting on her friend to show up. And uh, I'm thinking it's fucking Anna, right? I'm like, she can't be that far from the house. And um, she wastes the last bullet because she gets scared. She just shoots, understandably so. <laughs> she shoots the wall. That was her last goddamn bullet. And um, there's a there's a fucking naked feral woman just just scuttling about. At this point, I was uh, I was pretty sure this was a demon. It right. wasn't like an actual. Yeah, I thought it was like okay, so maybe. And I'm, I'm, my brain's still trying to come up with a story on its own. So it's like okay, gotta, so it's not a revenge movie. <laughs> you gotta that brain. It's not a revenge movie. It's a <laughs> movie about satisfying a demon. Because mm-hmm. then I thought I was like, okay, so maybe it's like. It's like uh, the spirit of vengeance, but she needs to like quench its thirst with blood. And I was right. like, okay, mm-hmm. right. Right. nope, not that either. Mm-hmm. Well, it. look, so <laughs> she had this blade for some fucking reason. She opened up the blade. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And this fucking thing, this naked, sliced up. I mean, just, okay, you see, if you're seeing The Exorcist, imagine Exorcist skin, but like all throughout your body. And this, this, this chick, this, this, this feral monster woman thing. Uh, fucks Lucy's whole shit up. Face shape. It's a straight razor. Straight razor. Yeah. yeah, she was slicing and dicing. Yeah, digging into her back, like fucking her up. And I loved how I thought it was over because she ran, slammed the door. I'm like, okay, the ghost is gonna disappear, and Anna's gonna come. Right? That's how it works. So she <laughs> she cracks the door open. It's like, no, bitch, more stabbing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I just stopped moving, dumbass. I, I enjoyed that trope getting broke. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. But um, she finally runs into Anna, and Anna sees how fucked up she is. And Anna's not as like I remember like when I first saw this. I'm like, bitch, you need to be fucking involved right now. Why are you not as concerned as as you should be? So then my brain is like, okay, so it's definitely a demon because it's something that only. Lucy can see right and like okay and then because my brain's now uh, now it's, it's fight club because there was like um the, the they had a flashback while she was locked in a, like a like in the room yeah and then like oh, of yeah. her being captured there's a flashback of her being captured and it ends like abruptly with a cut between like when the hand comes from behind her and grabs her and it's her own hand grabbing her mouth to stifle a scream and then my brain just clicked on like I remember my first fight with Tyler Durden, and I was like, "Is this, is this gonna be one of those things where it's like I'm not really sure what's going on until I get to a certain point in the movie?" Yes, right. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna keep watching, see what happens." Yeah. So I'm the only one that was mad at Lucy. Demon involved. I was the only one mad at. I'm sorry, Anna, for not uh, hopping to it. I mean, I, I thought Anna was just kind of used to these episodes, episodes like this. How do you get you used know? to this shit? <laughs> just like, oh, you're covered in blood it's again. God damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like every, it's you know, like, like we, we fix our own toilets and then we just deal with our own psychotic episode. That's what happened. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Like, I mean, over a 15-year period, she's probably caught her, seen her in the bathroom with her arms slid and, Jesus. you know, over and over again. It's like, I'm so fucking done with these goddamn episodes. <laughs> goddamn Adderall. Could you I mean, because just think about how, how, you know, how calmly she just stitched her up. You know, yeah. this was just another day. This is the same thing that's been happening for 15 years. She's used to these, that what she might think is nightmares or something. She's used to her being cut up, and she just went ahead and stitched her up and went on about a business in that regard. Yeah. Plus, I think Lucy, Lucy actually says she got me again. And it's like, oh, gosh, she right. got, she right. got right. you again. Okay. So she, she's I, calm about it because she's used to seeing it. You know what she's not used to seeing? Dead family. So... <laughs> Yeah, she freaked out about that. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy got her on that one. Yeah, bitch got mad emotional on that one. She bitch started barfing like, <laughs> understandably so. Oh, yeah. I'm not handling this well. Yeah, she surprised her with that one for sure. So we know that Anna has a soul. Uh, she's she's freaking the f out because obviously. Um, I guess that suspension of disbelief with her slicing herself up, she didn't think the murders would be as grisly as what it was when she saw it. And and then seeing yeah. that the children are catching it, and she's just beside herself and freaking out. Also not knowing, because, uh, like, you know, it's like flimsy evidence that these are the people. Super flimsy. It's just a newspaper clipping, right. guys. It's all that she had to go on. And it's like, this is shit that happened like a decade and a half ago. Like, how are you sure? And a scent. Oh, God. <laughs> It's like I smelled that hand for like two weeks. I know what it smells like. That's scary. Yeah. That's a scary statement right there. But um, Jesus, you're you're so out of your goddamn mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they like put all the bodies in the bathroom for some fucking reason. Almost like we, we almost like a weird makeout session. I don't know if it was like like a sh- like stress reliever. Like like Anna was just trying to like just get it out of her system or something. Um, just to give you the insinuation that these these guys are possibly lovers, I think they are. I don't know why people think it's not like a definite thing that they're lovers. I figured, I don't know, if you're willing to put up with somebody yeah. slicing themselves up with like a potential ghost demon thing happening, I mm-hmm. think y'all are in a fucking relationship. I feel yeah. like it's a one way street though. That's yeah. what I feel like. Yeah, that was just Anna. That was just Anna's feelings. I think so. You don't think you don't think Lucy's? Oh, because she did. No, she did Lucy moved her hand. Yeah, yeah Lucy, like, Lucy was like, nah. Me. Lucy was like, nah. You sure it's not because it was like, I don't know, four fucking dead people in the bathroom with them? <laughs> yeah, Anna Anna loved her. Anna Anna had more than just Anna had romantic feelings for her. But they were yeah, surrounded by that. dead bodies, guys. Like, I mean, let's give let's give Lucy yeah. some credit here now. This is I, I don't know how erect I will be around all these fucking dead bodies. I mean I just I just know that I've seen a scene with a brother and a sister having sex over their dead son's body. So, oh, Game of Thrones? <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he put her on top of Joffrey? That was a little... That was, and then it was their incest child that they were bumping on top of. Yeah. There was just too many layers. Too many layers of that freak so wrong. Everything about those people are just wrong. She, uh, Lucy's having this flashback of being uh, force-fed and being smacked around for resisting this um, nasty-ass shit. Because it looks gross. It looks like she's being fed diarrhea. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then you see uh, kid Lucy like push her captor because... like. She unshackled her to beat her ass. Mm-hmm. Mm. And everybody's tripped over shit like this before. And I, I, it really made me concerned about my ankles because this bitch broke her whole foot uh, tripping over this like little chain loop. 
and mm-hmm. like broke it bad. I think she was equally malnourished because like like what are your bones made out of, lady? Anyway, so th- this <laughs> this was Lucy's chance to get the fuck out of there, man. So like she she pushes her, bitch breaks her ankle, she's running. But then she sees um or hears actually some wailing going on, and there's another captive person, and it's this lady who's strapped to a chair with her mouth so shut, and she looks exactly like the demon bitch that was whooping her ass earlier. So I'm assuming everybody who watches enough movies realize at this point, oh, it's her survivor's guilt that's kicking her ass, not a monster, right? Yeah, I was like, she's haunted by the demon of surviving. It's not good. Right. So I'm feeling like I got a pretty big fucking brain at this point, right? So I'm like, all right, good for me. I'm smart. I figured it out. Uh, nope, still not there yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Totes wrong. I love this scene here, though. So, like, um, while she's freaking the fuck out, Anna's out there, like, in the bathroom trying to wash her hands and shit and, like, uh, trying to absorb the fact that this is going down. And she's going to have to figure out what to do with these fucking bodies. This is when they're, this is when they're trying to bury the bodies. So, like, um, this, this is when I found out Lucy was cute because she's, like, in um, Aliens Ripley gear at this point. Mm-hmm. There's a white beater in panties. Uh, perfect horror movie uh, uh, lingerie. And... <laughs> It's raining outside, so, like, Anna, you know, in dramatic fashion, is, like, burying them into the mass grave that the mom accidentally dug for her own entire family. (laughs) (laughs) She only gets, like, one body in, and then she was trying to get another one in. I thought she got at least the dad and the son in, for sure. Right, right, right. The dad and the son she got in, and then um, she was trying to get the mom. Mom was motherfucking alive still, yo. That scared us. Because it was like this really cool scene where she's like looking at the sink and then you, you can see the mom with just with her fucking eyes open. And that creeped me the fuck out. And then the mom unwisely just starts screaming. Granted, I know she got shot. I get it. She got shot. Womp, womp, womp. But just cover your mouth. Try not to draw too much attention to yourself because I don't know. Shotgun bitch might still be in your house. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Oh, because like even after all this shit, I think um, didn't didn't uh, Lucy get the get a visit again from the monster? No, I mean, well, I, it happens like the way it happens is like the uh, Anne finds the mom that's still alive, and like there was like a creepy moment where Lucy's up watching her throw the bodies in the mass grave, and I'm I'm just like the, her eyes don't like oh she's totally cool with this. No, no, because uh, um, um, the feral monster bitch did show up again after she thought she killed, like, like after she killed all, all of them. And she, like, uh, remember, because she put her hand in the blood and she's like, I did it. And um, yeah. when um, Anna came and got her, because she, because uh, th- that was that horrifying scene with the bathtub that I blocked out of my brain. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Where this woman, like, this naked woman just flailing and you're seeing, like, her face and everything. And, uh, and like, um, she's freaking, like, like uh, Lucy's freaking the fuck out because she thought the debt was paid. And she's like, what more do you want? Like, I killed them all. So, like, the bullshit goes down because the mom is still alive. So, in Lucy's head, fucking shit ain't done yet. Right. And then she goes ham. Mer. Time. On her face. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lucy, Lucy, Lucy real smoothly uh, rolls up on um, the last surviving mom with a fucking hammer and bashes her fucking skull in. I don't know. I was kind of like, Good. Cause her other option was just to wander in the woods with a with exposed uh, guts hanging out her body. Like I don't understand what her logic was of trying to help the mom escape. I get that she felt guilty about the whole family getting murdered, but what the fuck are you doing if she survives? Like then what? Well, like you said earlier, Anna had a soul. At this point, it showed that she had a little bit of doubt. She wasn't sure if 
Lucy had the right people. Lucy right. just came in and shot up everybody. And so it was a matter of, to me, it was a matter of, oh my God, like this is a this is a moment where I can redeem this situation a little bit. You know, if this woman is alive, then this is one less person that has to die on this floor today. True. I'm gonna let her out. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna let her out, and then that's it. I'm gonna let her wander in these woods. <laughs> she's like she's like stuck in the Venn diagram. Of like <laughs> I want to help Lucy. But I don't want to be a dick. <laughs> well, that's that's why she she apologized to Lucy yeah. later. She said, "I'm sorry," because she realized that Lucy was right. So I think she was just in doubt at that moment, and she didn't she didn't want the lady to die because she's probably thinking, you know, this poor lady. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but this having is, cocoa puffs and then ends up with a gunshot. Wound. It's it's cuckoo. It's cuckoo's nest time, basically. When you see that type of shit, you just put a pillow over that face because like it's. Sitting her out in the wilderness with with her whole fucking, like, you know, yesterday's lunch hanging out her stomach. I feel like it's just not a cool thing to do. Just, just, just uh, me. It's just me. She's not, she's not a killer, though. She would kill, you it's, know. It's a she, pillow. She, she wouldn't kill anybody. It's a pillow. Let's have, you know, she was... Pillow she suffocations was, she was, are a it's nice. It's kind of the same nice thing. Gateway. It's like here, go out with your guts hanging out into the woods, and you'll be dead in about fifteen minutes anyway. So right, from fine. exposure, like how about she wasn't like, that, that is just not Anna. Anna look just the look on her face when she saw those the whole family lying there. You know she wasn't with that. She couldn't believe it. She thought they were just like you said, just going there to do some recon. And Lucy did all this based on a newspaper clipping and a scent. You know this. So she, <laughs> she Anna. Anna was more of a caretaker type person. I she know. was the same one who had, that had taken care of Lucy, really, for all these years. She was the one that kept her alive, I think. That's, that's what the relationship conceive. looked like to me. She was not going to be somebody who's going to let those people die if there was a chance that they could live. Slim chance. I'm just oh, saying, kind fair. of a dick move. That's fair. <laughs> but fair enough. I feel you. But that was a dick move. <laughs> kind of I'd be like, let me die, bitch. Like this hurts a lot. You want me to walk? You're not. You're not gonna carry me through the fucking. Oh, you. It's raining. I'm gonna feel all and the raindrops on by my the way, your Girlfriend shot the rest of my family. So yeah, it's like I'm not <laughs> gonna well forgive you for this. Like I'm gonna like if I survive, I will fucking murder you. Just know that. <laughs> you sweet gonna dumb come baby. Back and I'm gonna shoot you. So after her head gets caved in. The goddamn feral naked ghost lady returns, right? And I'm thinking, oh, okay, the goats. I mean, the, the ghost uh, uh, bloodlust has been has been has been slated or sated. Or I forgot you say it. So whatever. She's good now, <laughs> right? <laughs> and she um, and I'm thinking, you know, the ghost is gonna hug her and, and just leave or some shit. I'm thinking, oh, this movie must be a lot shorter than what I thought it was. So, so I was thinking, like, oh, wow, we're only thirty minutes in, right? <laughs> so she goes in to hug her. Right, like I'm sorry, you know, I did my best, you know, it's all done now and shit. And the ghost is like, bitch, it's not over. And like cuts her whole fucking arm like long ways, homie. From like the top of the shoulder all the way to the wrist, dude, just down cutting with that fucking straight razor. Jesus Christ. And she does it twice and she does it slow. And my skin is fucking crawling, dude, because I didn't think I would be that disturbed by that shit. It's horrific. I'm a I'm gonna tell you what, what I got from that was she she did not feel any reason to live because her own Anna, her own friend did not believe her and she was willing because this was right after she said you were gonna let her go? Really? You know, that was her attitude about it. Like, oh my God, you, you really don't believe me. You don't trust me. After all we've been through, after all this, you think that she, she was like, these people hurt me 
and I took care of it and you don't even believe me about it and I felt like that was a moment for her where she was like I just I I can't do this anymore yeah that's that's, yeah. that's, that's very fair because um that's, that's accurate after that she gets her head slammed and shit by the by herself not the monster <laughs> but we get the reveal we get the reveal that is that is fucking Lucy like whooping her own ass um, but I do yeah. have the question: How the fuck did you cut your back up like that? Because I can't even scratch my back pleasantly um, and get that deep in my own back. I don't know how she did that. I was impressed. But I straight razor. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, Lucy's basically at fuck it at this point. You know what I mean? So she runs through a fucking window, technically running from herself. Uh, and um, you know, <laughs> the good old-fashioned, convenient um, palm-sized piece of glass is exposed. You already know what's going down. If you've seen movies, yeah. You know we're about to say goodbye to Lucy, which sucks, because mm-hmm. I thought she was like super cute, even though her mouth was hella crusty all movie long. Still be, yeah, dude. I was like, give her some water, man. Just unchap them lips. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> the rain didn't oh, even help her. Covered her caked on blood. <laughs> but uh, she she slits her throat, and it sucks, and uh, she dies in her her best friend's arm. And uh, Anna watches her love just die right there in front of her, man. It's it's fucking heartbreaking. Cause uh, once once you saw her getting her head banging against the wall and, and the arms getting slit, you knew that there was no escaping this fucking naked horrific beast thing. And um, she takes her back in, she cleans her up and shit, and sad and cries. And and this is where I get a little mad. This is where the uh, the black black side of Brandon is like, the fuck are you doing, bitch? Why are you still in this house? That was my thought exactly. Like, it's the next day. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Is that daylight? You let enough time. Mm-hmm. How? Like, where is this house located? Like, are y'all just in the middle of nowhere like that? Like, like, why? why Did no one check on this whole family at all? Jesus Christ! Then she calls her fucking mom, dude, on the phone, man. <laughs> Fuck, are you doing? And it's like having like a real conversation with a mom. It's not like it's like, hey, just checking in. Everything's fine. Bye. No. Just getting the third degree from the mom. Because the mom's like, you with that crazy bitch? And she notices that there's like a... (laughs) (laughs) You're in trouble, aren't you? There's dead bodies everywhere. Blood everywhere. (laughs) Mom, I need some help. I ain't bailing you out of shit. (laughs) (laughs) But mom... I need some help. But <laughs> so basically, there's this weird noise coming from this little hole area. Turns out it's a goddamn secret passage. And um, yeah, she goes down there, and there's these uh, these pictures. If you went to, um, <laughs> if Sorry. you saw a Marilyn Manson video in the '90s with like the crazy eyes and like just the the flashing images between him and like mutilated corpses. That's what it kind of looks like. Just a still image of those things. Like, huh. And everybody's kind of got the... I couldn't, I couldn't stop getting it out of my head. I'm, I'm thinking of the Passion of the Christ now, and it's like, you know, oh. the whole time. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. So they, they want to see somebody, like, looking to heaven in their last moments. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pleasant. You know, you- and then my brain's like, so we're not anywhere near any of the theories in this movie anymore, right? And I was like, yeah, I oh, guess not. Yeah. Yeah, like once once she finds a secret room with the pictures, I'm like, okay, I don't know what the fuck is about to happen now, and I'm scared. And uh, mm-hmm. Dicey, where were you at at this point? Because because like I love how you're so passionate about the relationships and the shit between them, and now Lucy's fucking gone. 
So it's like, like, where's your safety net now at this point? It was like, oh, I, I think I'm, I'm realizing at the same point that Anna is that Lucy was right, and so that that's a big deal at this point. Like, if you start seeing this on the wall and you start seeing a, a whole dungeon underneath. <laughs> You know you about to find some. I, I I immediately know there's somebody that's going to be captured down there for sure. Oh yeah. just going down there. This is like the third part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going into a whole different movie now. Whole and so, but at the same time, it's like, oh wow, Lucy was right. I mean, yeah, she had her own demon, literally, but she was right, and she took them sorry ass motherfuckers out like she should have. What really fucked my whole world up was the pristine condition of this uh, fucking torture dungeon. Like, it was state-of-the-art Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. quality, like, room and shit. And I'm like, this is this is troubling. Because this means they have, like, streamlined this shit in the past 15 years. Yeah. Like, this shit that they have, like, no, right. guys, we need better facilities, guys. I want air conditioning when I'm torturing the fuck out of these innocent women. Oh, that's a good idea. So, of course, there's another body in there. And it's alive. And uh, I don't know, guys. This is this is where shit got like real for me. Like it was already real, but this is where mm-hmm. I kind of just threw my hands up. Like, oh, well, fuck me, dude. This is bad. <laughs> and there's a there's a person connected to a chain that's in the shadows. And this poor bitch, uh, course naked, uh, sliced all the way fuck up. And um um um, she has this apparatus on her fucking head, which is uh basically nightmare fuel, um, undistilled. It, it, it's this metal metal thing that's screwed into her fucking face where she can't see shit and she has like a chastity belt type situation on which I don't even want to know why that was implemented um, but you can also see that it had been on her for so long that like the uh, skin where the edges meet of the metal shit is like just just worn her skin down so she's been in there for a yeah. mm-hmm. ridiculous amount of time and her, and her skin is exorcist level fucked up like all the way cut up and shit and um yeah you know what dicey's right anna does have a soul because i would have just like screamed like a bitch and ran (laughs) (laughs) just and just fucking left the house and burned Mm -hmm. the house down because this is at this point i'm like i'm out (laughs) yeah burn the house down this is this is burn the house down territory like she'll be fine she'll understand in the afterlife that i burned a goddamn house down See? But she goes straight into caretaker mode again. God no, okay, damn. so my thought process was like, okay, this is definitely now the time where we call the cops mm-hmm. or we call, like, an ambulance or we call anybody else. You know what? I should be ashamed of myself because, yeah, damn you, uh, current climate. I should, yeah, I should call the cops. You know what? No. My black ass wouldn't call the cops and be like, you did it, Negro. Oh, no, no. Like, yeah, I'm not calling the cops. Pretty white She's girl, a white yeah. French woman. Yeah. She's fine. Call yeah. the cops. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, white French woman, yes. Us burn that house to the ground <laughs> oh no or scrub it clean and then walk away I scrub shit i ain't i ain't cleaning nothing in my house fuck fuck y'all in that Mm-mm. for what I ain't, am i gonna eat, eat there? on me am I'm i gonna bleach, finish um, bleach I, the whole damn place in ammonia am i gonna finish their <laughs> breakfast or some shit no i'm leaving I'm gonna, i might take some take something to go but other than that fuck that have why were they sleeping in that house okay sorry it's just <laughs> Cause Lucy got comfortable earlier. I just got mad. I just literally thought like, why were you, why were you in uh, Ripley attire when y'all need to be packing up and getting the fuck out of there? Moving on. Sorry guys, that's not here nor there. Okay. Maybe that's just how they. I thought that's how they did. It was like until we find the next, until we find the next people we're gonna murder, we're just gonna live here for a little bit. That makes mm-hmm. a little bit more sense than 
just whatever they were doing. Anyway, this bitch, Anna, takes her upstairs and is like, oh, you got abrasions and cuts all over your body? Let me put you in this bathtub. This won't be horrific to watch. (laughs) We're going to wash it. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Now we're going to take that fucking metal thing off her face. I'm like, oh, goody. Um, This was fucking gross, dude. Hospitals have anesthetic and like, you know, and ways to make you not conscious for the fucking staples that are three inches into your skull to be removed. Why would you do this? Uh, so, Dicey, how'd you feel when um she peeled that motherfucking shit off her face and all that goo came out? Uh, at this point, you know, I know the movie's going to be gross. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Like, it's going to be gruesome. And I just like, kept watching, eating my popcorn. Yeah. Didn't bother me none at all. At, <laughs> not, at this I'm point, not. you know, I'm, I'm used. This is what's going to go down in this movie. No biggie. Clearly, you didn't have a saucy uh, pepperoni pizza like I did. I made a huge mistake. I'm joking. <laughs> I would have fucking barfed. I was like, no. It was just gross, man. And she's like apologizing and shit to like Lucy's dead dead face. It's like, my bad, yo. Cause this... Oh, by the way, not only did she like put this poor bitch in the fucking tub, took off her fucking faceplate, allowing her to see the horrors that happened to her fucking body. She leaves her unattended. Yeah. Which, which once again... That takes a point away from your caretaker point, Dicey, and another point into dickishness. That's a dickish thing to do. Dickishness. It's like, good luck luck healing on your own. Yeah, enjoy having light scalls your fucking eyeballs for a second, and then... Mm -hmm. I'm going to go take a nap. (laughs) Yeah, she took a nap. She took a nap. (laughs) On Lucy's dead body, nonetheless. Now, go ahead, Dicey. Try try to defend this bitch. I took this to mean that the the water was comforting to her. This is probably the same thing that she used to do with Lucy. When Lucy was having her episode, she'd probably run her bath water for her and stick her in there and let her be comforted in the water. She didn't know this bitch was seeing all kinds of stuff and was going to get out and hurt herself. Fuck the, the, the shit that she does later. Just seeing herself and, I don't know, snapping her neck off the edge of the bathtub. Only God knows. It's too many... <laughs> She, she's essentially a wild card. Like I think that's a safe assumption. Why would you leave her? And why would you turn yeah. your back on her? And why? How are you able to sleep? She was tired. Look at all the trauma she had gone through. She was Did tired. Did I not say there and were a she, lot of whys that are about to pop up? <laughs> and she was, and she was so used to probably sleeping next to uh, Lucy every night that when she got tired, she went to go lay next to her. You were way too understanding, Dicey. Oh. It's, it's... <laughs> Very empathetic. That's cool. Super empathetic. <laughs> Super empathetic. I'm like, fuck I, this I shit would, at this point. I, would, I wouldn't have stayed. Yeah, I wouldn't have stayed next to the chick in the bathroom either. It made perfect sense to me. Or at I least mean, lock her in the bathroom. Right. Uh, no, she, she's been locked in a cage all this time. You, She thinks she just gave her freedom. You want the woman to be free, not locked in the bathroom after you just freed her from a cage. Okay, lock myself in another room then. <laughs> right. Perhaps, I'm just saying. Perhaps uh, that. Once you once you take the the faceplate off, you pretty much jump to shark in life. So it's, it's kind of whatever's whatever at this point. But sure enough, yeah. something bad happens. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so not only did this poor bitch get out of the bathtub, not only did she get her hands on a butcher knife. Like I don't know, maybe you should put the knives away, goofy broad. But it's like. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh shit, she has a weapon. That's all I thought about. I didn't give a fuck what she was. She was mutilating herself. She was like trying to like um, 
you know, like fillet her arm off or some shit. Yeah, she was trying to peel her skin. She was trying to peel her arm like a ba- uh, like a sweet potato. Oh. Like, oh, come on, dude. No. <laughs> oh. oh. And it's, it's grotesque. But I'm like, burn the house down. But she doesn't. She goes to help her. And um, she fights her off. First of all, how weak. I guess Anna's super tired from caretaking all the time. Because she got her ass whipped by a bitch that's been locked up in a fucking room. <laughs> Malnutrition, don't even ha- barely has the strength to walk. Hasn't been stood up in like I don't know, maybe six weeks at least. Smacks her to fuck around, and um, but she starts to like grind her face against the wall, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And and guys, do we get a chance to figure out what the fuck is going on? Nope. The bitch got shot in the face. Like <laughs> Illuminati shows up. <laughs> so the real movie starts happening. <laughs> You know what's so funny? Uh, the, another movie starts to play now. <laughs> you know what's fucked this up? Is the ri- this is the real deal here. Yeah. Right. And what's really fucked up is like, I was, I'd never been like happy about a gunshot and then terrified it, like immediately after the fact. Because <laughs> like, oh, thank God they killed her. Oh my God, who are these people? Oh good, the cops showed up. Oh wait, you're not the cops. <laughs> you're not the cops at all. Not the cops. <laughs> it's about to go real bad, but I'm going to tell you what, this is also why... This is a, a great horror movie because of the, the intellectual component to it. This is where the reasoning part comes in that you don't have in a lot of slasher movies. You just have somebody stabbing, stabbing, you know. But in this part, this is where you learn something, you know, about the psyche of some really evil people. And that's that's what makes this movie really stand out. It's only bad because when she's like laying it out, it's literally like some Bond villain shit, but you know that she's gonna fucking execute the plan. Just like a human centipede where you yeah. see the diagram, you're like, He's gonna yes. do it. Though. He's gonna exactly. do this. Like no one's gonna come exactly. in and stop it. This is bad. So whoo. That's right. Oh, by the way, shout out to the um the fucking squadron of uh, assholes from the Illuminati with the most angriest mass grave bearing I've ever seen in my life. Like they we're not in the mood. <laughs> I don't know if this was yep. Christmas Eve or some type of holiday where they're supposed to be off, but I've never Goddamn seen... World Cup is playing right now. I'm going to be over here fucking shoving bodies. They kicked these bodies so hard that the, um, the actress that was getting kicked in braced herself and broke character. Because yep. <laughs> they were yep. kicking the shit out of these people. But um, yep. I, just had to, I just had to make a note because I, I get that they're bad guys. But come on, just just throw the bodies in there. You have to like drop kick them into the fucking. <laughs> this is Sparta. Every everybody, every day. These, pe- these people were cold blooded. Cold as fucking ice. So we get cold um, blooded. We get Anna strapped up to a chair, oh, handcuffed to a chair basically, and we see the leader, Mademoiselle. She doesn't have a name. She's just a mysterious lady who looks like a fortune teller. She looks like uh, I thought it was a dude. But it's just a really not attractive old lady. Yeah, it's just a gypsy woman. I thought it was Elton John making an appearance. Oh, dope, Elton John. Oh, nope, that's a woman. But um, <laughs> but um, she shows up and she lays out what the fuck's about to go down, dude. Right? Right. Because, you know, everybody's wondering, hey, what's up with this, with this weird decor you got in this fucking dungeon room? What's this about? And she's like, oh, let me explain. I have a whole photo album of this shit. And one of the first pictures she shows is um, this lady being um, executed uh, by Ling Chi, which is um, Death by a Thousand Cuts 
for stealing a chicken. And they're like, she's like, check the eyes. And then she starts showing all these other fucked up pictures. The, the, the car accident photo scared me the most. That looked horrific. But everyone is in extreme duress, extreme pain, and they're just looking off into like somewhere, right? And I'm right. creeped out, and I did not have the balls or testicular fortitude to Google if those images were real. I didn't want no part of it. I just left it as it was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a goddamn yeah, mystery. Don't DM me and tell me. I don't care. It's all movie shit. Movie mumbo jumbo. They photoshopped the eyes so I, I can sleep at night. Anyway. <laughs> nope. All real. <laughs> no. Your nightmares. No. So it's like, guess what, bitch? Welcome to the program. It's like, ah, fuck. Anna's in deep shit. This is a 30-minute period of what I'm about to say. But we can like literally talk about it very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a rinse and repeat type situation, right? Where uh, she's officially captured now. Sorry, she's officially captured now. They got her in this room. Uh, right. Wave one is a guy comes in, really, really big, beefy guy, beats the shit out of her, unapologetically whoops this woman's ass. And it's like, I just felt bad. Because number one, I don't know where the fuck this is going. Number two, I know this is not going to end well. Because I don't know how the fuck she's going to get out of here. Because they have a, I don't know, an entire team monitoring this house. And I really got sad because, like, they're in, they're in a savage beating. I've never seen this before where the person gets knocked out and then they get woken back up to get beaten some more. And then the part where this is just this is just pure, like, asshole right here. Like, uh, not, to, not to make too much fun of it because it's a fucked up uh, particular point in time in the movie. But she was, like, knocked out, falling down. And he, like, caught up with her with his fist and punched her still while she was still falling. And I was like, yo, I've never seen that before ever in my life in, in like, anything. Uh, when I'm playing, like, um, <laughs> no, uh, no, Street no. Fighter, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, and they're falling, uh, you hit them one more time on the way down. Yeah. I had I a, like, fuck you. I had a flashback <laughs> of Fight Night 2006, and I was like, oh, no, I did. I have seen that. But, uh, yeah. Dicey, you're you're eerily quiet. Fuck I'm you. feeling bad. I'm, am I? This part of the movie was really really sad to me. I mean, I cried from probably about this oh, point no. to the end of the movie. It was just really heartbreaking to see somebody put through that type of torture. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I um I had to step back and be like, this is a movie. Like I I have to do that to protect myself. God bless the um fade in the fade out for passage of time because I I didn't know how much even though they subjected us to 30 minutes of sheer ass whipping. Um, the force feeding with the slaps, um, the whole nine. And um, long story short, you know, shit's bad. And uh, they cut her hair. She's like at this fucking point where you could tell she's on the brink of um, getting to wherever the fuck they want her to go. Right. Because the whole point mm-hmm. of the martyrdom thing is like to be in such pain to where you can literally be knocking on death's door and be able to see into the other side and transcendence go- yes is what they called it right. is what these evil geniuses called it transcendence right and martyrs in in, in in their definition is like from the greek term uh like to witness they're trying to get them to like see and report back and this is their science through fucking up people and it has to be women because they have a better success rate with them than guys hooray 
Mm. Um, but hey, how how come you can't sacrifice your own daughters? You know, or do you know why? How, why does it have to be strangers? Why can't it be someone who actually wants to participate and be a martyr? These are the type of things that piss me off. About I, I, I think they're about gone already. People. I think they ran because I don't think that's a deep pool to begin with. I think they. <laughs> I think, I think yeah, they tried like, it. We ran out of uh, we ran out of children already. We, we ran out of all six times. We gotta start pulling strangers out of the street. You know, one thing I thought was really uh, disturbing was. Um, Sick like, people. Oh, yeah, super sick. Especially the way that um, uh, Mademoiselle described the failed experiments. She just referred to them as victims. Like, yeah, uh, you know, fortunately, Lucy was a victim. Uh, Chick Tussauds, uh, ro- the roaches on her skin, she's a victim. But we're looking for martyrs, not victims. I was like, ugh. Yeah. So, Anybody can be a victim. Right. So the guy who's been whipping her ass the whole time is actually a fucking surgeon. And um, no other way to say this, she uh, she gets flayed. She loses all of her outside skin. To they wear. fucking skin her alive. All I can think about is like how raw I would feel being in that position, mm-hmm. and like all I could do was squirm in my seat. And like, cause like, you can see like the fucking like like the blue veins on her. It's she's like a chicken cutlet, dude. This is gross. And I went with salmon. Oh God! <laughs> but you can see, like her feet, like the feet shot was like the shot that like really effed me up. I'm like, oh God, they took all her ears, everything, dude, gone. This actress did such a wonderful job that I wanted to know how her mental state was after this movie. Like, oh, <laughs> she said she'll never work with that motherfucking director again. She broke ribs. She um, she got she. It, it took her. It literally took her like no shit, like six weeks to recover from um, from from doing this movie even um the lady who played Ow. lucy was like i'll never work with this motherfucker again because uh he put her in a like a constant state of duress uh yelling at him could they say like off 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 set he was nice but on set he was a fucking monster to them yeah i, I see it and i can see it i can fucking see yep. it. yeah you can it, tell it, the it, evil they they got what he he got what he was trying to get out of them for sure. But um, yeah, I I hope they get awards or some some type somewhere in the future because uh, they they all did their damn job, especially Anna's character, Jesus Christ. So yeah, we like see in her eyes that there's like a whole another thing going on, like just like a void of light and shadows and voices, and you don't know what's going on. It's, it's basically open for interpretation at this point, right? Um, right. And it's obvious she see, she she broke through. She broke through, guys. Hooray! The call gets put into Mademoiselle, and um, you know, like she runs there first because they're gonna bring the whole Illuminati or whoever the fuck these assholes are. They're all gonna come in to converge and have this conversation, or or the the, the white people from Get Out, whatever. They're all coming. Yeah, the Council of White Folks. You know, <laughs> the, the, the we all old white people. You know, you know, this part is funny how we all had different interpretations of who they were. To me, they were the slave owners. Jesus. They, they were the people who were cold enough to use Bible to have slaves and to justify all the things that they did to to our ancestors. They were they were the people who could hang black people up and separate kids and pull them and sell them and have them on auction blocks and to whip their backs and to make them work while they were in the house chilling and sipping Kool-Aid or tea. Those were the people that showed up in my mind. I'm mad and not, and like to comfort myself, I had to yeah. imagine one of the guys like sounding like Colonel Sanders and just to make myself laugh a little bit. <laughs> I heard through the grapevine that uh they had a they finally had a breakthrough. I'm I'm so elated. Let me grab uh, my remover <laughs> and my it was all pipe British hat. voices. Did you feel about the, the she made a breakthrough? Can you 
Can you imagine how cold, how cold these people have to be to get dressed up, excited, because they, this woman that didn't tortured all this long time is about to tell them something. Mabel, they got dressed up. Give them a dress came, sauce, Mabel. They, came, it been a breakthrough. Came, <laughs> came to have a celebration <laughs> of the death of this lady. Mabel, give, give them a Stacey Adams, Mabel. The good ones. Yeah. The, the, the pewter, the, the, the pewter rings, too. The thumb ring, because I'm creepy like that. Get the, oh, we're going for a ride. Pull up the Rolls Royce. Bringing the white cake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Pa pack up the white cake, Mabel. Mabel. Oh, she passed away. God damn, she's dead. But, uh. <laughs> they were old. Look at the next one. They were old. But, um. So, so Mademoiselle. I don't know where I went with that. Sorry, guys. So, Mademoiselle shows up. She's like, bitch, give me the scoop. <laughs> What's it like over there? Is it pina coladas all day? Is it fluffy clouds? What's up? And Anna uh, just whispers in her ear, and we don't need to hear anything because, you know. Right. And um, Bambazelle takes her ass to the bathroom because, like, the, you know, the, the League of Extraordinarily Old White People are on the way. And she's in the bathroom, and she's just taking off all this goofy shit she was wearing, her little uh, little, little fortune teller fedora thing. She has one uh, weave track for a bang. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's, I don't know why that's funny just to us. But Dicey don't find that funny, but that's fine, Dicey. <laughs> and she takes her goddamn eyelashes off, and like her, her, her assistant is like, so what the fuck, man? Like, what'd she say? Was it clear? Was it precise? Or what's up? What's up? Oh, yeah, I heard everything the bitch said. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> bitch pulls out a gun, and she's like, just keep doubting, man. And just, blah, blows her fucking face out. And, um... Uh, that's almost the end of the movie, kind of, sort of, pretty much the end of the movie. But um, I gotta ask you guys, um, Pada K, like, like, do you, like, why do you think this bitch blew out her entire face? I was so upset with her. Well, for one, I wanted to know what she whispered too. You right. know, right? <laughs> I wanted to know what she whispered after going through all that. I want to know. That's a lot of black and I was people. really, I was looking, <laughs> I, I was looking for okay. that part. Yeah. But also, that's funny. There's a lot of black people on the other side. <laughs> There's so many of them. So many of them. I don't think she would have shot herself if, if if that's if that was the case because she don't she didn't strike me as the type that want to go and hurry up and get on the other side with a bunch of black people. But oh, so you thought anyway, she rushed. you thought she was rushing to the other side? Yeah. yeah, I did. I I thought she was well. Either because the other side was better, she was rushing, or because there was nothing on the other side, and she just wanted to go ahead and end it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you know, so I was I was upset that I did not get to hear that, and I also was upset that that Anna went through all that for nothing. The secret died with this lady. That pissed me off. You selfish bitch. I mean, not <laughs> we we already know. You. You're selfish and evil, and you do this to somebody. But to die with the information instead of sharing it with everybody else was the ultimate. It also was another component of this movie that made it the ultimate horror movie. It was horrible all the way to the end. It was horrifying, even in the very last moments. We never, we, it was nothing about it to feel good about. Nothing. Not even the end. We can't even get anything satisfactory there. This bitch takes the secret with her into the grave. After Anna did all of that, you know, it was it was a horrible movie from the moment it began to the moment it ended. It was horror. The formula horror. to cope, the 11th Urban Spice, 
and what the fuck did Anna say to this bitch in the movie? Yeah. All in the secret vault. So literally, I was thinking like, okay, I definitely, I just read the line of the creepy pasta, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, yeah. Stop bringing. And then, and then, yeah. So then, so my other thought was, if you're trying to establish, if your if your mind is trying, your mind cannot grasp a limitless, a limitless God and a limitless heaven. But if as soon as it finds the limit, that's it. That's where it stops. And then your limit and your heaven becomes just earth. And earth is not heaven. It just becomes another part of hell. And it's like, I, th- I thought knowing cancels it out. The, the fact that she knows cancels it out. So it's like, that's why she's like, if I tell these people, they're just going to kill themselves too. And it's like, what do you guys like in her last one? Like, what do you, what do you think it was? And it's like, I, I can't imagine what it is. Good, keep it that way. Blam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of along those lines. I figured, I in, in my in, in my opinion, I felt like the knowledge he had was too much for her to like handle. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's like like that wasn't meant for her to have that information in the in the business. Because like for her to kind of resign and just take all that bullshit off because it's, it's like what what is the point of that crap after knowing what she knows you know what i mean like appearances is stupid all this shit is stupid everything is stupid like she just she couldn't deal with right. um with the, with the vast amount of knowledge she just got laid down with because because maybe we're not supposed to know what the fuck is on the other side whilst alive and uh she uh sucked on that gun <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, yeah, but by not telling them, see, I, I, by not telling them, are they just gonna keep doing this? They now they're gonna have another victim and then another victim and another victim, still trying to find another martyr. Whereas if maybe you know they'd have said that, maybe the, maybe that would have been the end of it. Okay, how, they would have found out the end. They would have found out what they wanted to know about the other side. How about this, Dicey? Let me let me give you the uh, American version ending and see how you feel about this versus the uh, provocative open ending from the uh, French version. Mm. <clears throat> First glaring difference, Lucy um, didn't kill herself. Uh, they they hung out together to- towards the end. Um, another glaring difference, uh, the really fucked up chick with the metal plate on her face uh, was switched out with a little girl that was not as badly damaged um, and was able to be saved. They saved the little girl. Uh, I think Anna went final girl mode and like kill the people who were there because no. like no. <laughs> no let me finish no let me finish okay no. let me finish dice no. let me finish that okay instead of getting flayed i watch that's why i watch foreign films because mm-hmm. they just give it to you and they're not worried about an Americanized happy end and the happy version. Now, it, this was a horror movie, and that's what I watched it for because it was horror. I, I don't need a happy patty cake at the end. Well, I want them more. to do it really. There's more atrocities. So the flaying scene is to take a piece of this bitch back like bacon, and then like she keeps the clothes on, and they don't show nothing else. Like, they, don't, they don't even show it. Now, granted, the American version only had literally one-sixth the budget of the original, but uh, be that as it may. Um, oh, also the cool part, because <laughs> like... We're only getting that little piece of back fat taken off her back. Uh, she was able to transcend, and they were asking her, and she whispered it. But like, um, somebody was like, "What did she say? What did she say?" And then um, <laughs> the final girl chick like shot one of the dudes in the head, and she's like, "You'll find out." And then shot her in the head. It was like, it was whack. 
And then, like, I think they both died from injuries, I think, or something. And then they flash back to them, like, laying together as children on, like, a, the little uh, the little merry-go-round. It was dumb. It was dumb. Just just, just be happy we got this open-ending thing where we can discuss and be mad and have feelings. Yeah. Because they yeah. Ru- ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am not surprised by that at all. It's I'm not surprised bad. by that at all. Now, I, I talk about how I'm pissed off with the lady and, and what happened. But I am happy that they did that in the movie, that they did the movie like that. I'm just saying, you know, my reaction to right. the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's time, folks. We need to find out how many people were uh, abruptly murdered or lingered around and f- fucking mercy killed. Let's get into our body count. Yeah. Oh, I counted eight, but now I think about Anna. It might be nine. Yeah, it's und- it's undetermined because she was still alive at the time of um the Mademoiselle sucking a gun. But you know she will die. So just right. chalk it up to nine, man. Oh God, I gotta do this part. Ugh. Well, guys, <laughs> typically this is awesome. <laughs> typically. This tally, but um, I know we have like a sex book writer here. Yet, no fun. Nothing fun here. Let's get into the nudity, guys. Let's get into fucking skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I just want to see a little feet. Just show me that boy. Just a little bit of titties. Right now. Right now. Uh, we got um, uh, we got we got three three naked women, but but this is like beyond sh- like distressed titties. Mm-hmm. This is past yeah. This is just because like it's so bad. Other like reviews that I've heard, they're like, "There's no nudity in it" because the bodies are so fucking destroyed to where like they don't even realize yeah. there's titties involved. Like it's I was this is bad. Just boo everything. <laughs> This is worse. This is an interesting question here. I'm really wondering about this one. Um, who was who was the the the, the show stealer for you? Who was the shining star? Who was your Joe Grizzly? Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Who the fuck was your Joe Grizzly in this movie? I chose the mom because I I I appreciate anyone who takes a shotgun to the stomach and then wakes up and like. Oh, I thought Starts. you meant the mom on the phone. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that one too. <laughs> Are you hanging out with that crazy bitch again? That male doctor, that dude who came in there and oh beat the God. shit out of her every day. Oh. He beat the shit out of her every day. And then, can you imagine how sadistic you have to be to keep beating her every day like that and then skin her alive? He was the baddest motherfucker in this movie. God, just uh, I mean, you're right, but uh, it's like a different type of joke. I know. He's like, it's, ter- it's not a feel, it's not a feel <laughs> good movie for sure. No. I mean, it, he brought me to tears though, you know. Yeah. So, um, my Joe Grizzly would be um Lucy because she's a cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody could have gave that bitch some Burt's Bees wax, but 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 other than that. She's, but like I'm just saying, she she went in there and she like granted, you know, kind of salted the earth a bit, but she got her revenge. 
Mm-hmm. Shot shot so. the people who deserve to be shot, except for I, I don't know about the kids. Maybe the son, son might yes. was probably a successor or something. But the poor swimming girl, she didn't know. And like she she's the only one that died with her eyes open, which made me believe she might be the only innocent one in that whole house. Look that up, yeah. folks. There's some little fable shit in there. Anyway, goddamn, is that it? Oh, it was fucking final verdict time, folks. <laughs> final verdict time. Knee pads or slippers. What that means is we really enjoyed this movie. We put on a maximum of two knee pads where we bow down to the worship position, looking off to the distance, giving this movie its just due. Or if we really hate this movie, we uh, slide on two hater slippers, go down into the cellar, and start beating the living shit out of this movie. Randy Randy Savage on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Let's go to our guest, Dicey. Uh, knee pads or slippers? This is definitely a knee pad movie. One or I two? Mean, two. Both oh. knees. They did the dang on thing in this movie. Absolutely. Random Randy Savage. Knee pads or slippers? So I'm going to give this uh, one hater slipper. What? Yeah. Because it made you sad inside? <laughs> no, it's just like. Everything, okay, everything Dicey had said in the beginning about, like, this is something that you'll never see coming, and it's like, it's going to be amazing when you when you get surprised by it. But the problem is, my brain kept trying to decipher this movie from the very get-go, and it caught up with it eventually. Once it caught up with it, I did, and we were, I had a whole 20 minutes of torture to think to think about the movie. So, and I was just like, so I'm guessing they're just going to, they're going to win so they're gonna win, but they're gonna kind of gonna lose at the end of this movie, and then sure enough, oh, they so got what brain, they wanted. Your brain basically was shielding you from the ass whooping that was happening. You're like, okay, I'm gonna think about something. Else. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my brain was like, it went like, okay, so I guess we're not gonna. No new information's coming from this movie right now, so we're gonna use this as time to process. And I was like, okay, so fair enough. Why are they? I mean, what is the end goal? And I was like, um, maybe they're trying to find God. And I was like, oh, okay, that maybe that's what it is. But like I, I like the creepy pasta story. It, it takes like five minutes to read. But this movie is an hour and a half long, and I don't need all that. And it, I could definitely feel the length on this movie. And I just like, ah, I, I didn't like. I, I, I caught up with it. My brain like it didn't get there in the beginning. I'm like, oh, revenge story. Nope. Demon story. Nope. Okay. Creepy pasta. Yeah. Yeah. You once you once you told me your <laughs> vision of them like. Gallivanting around the countryside, I'm like, oh, nope, you hated it. Nope. So, but for me, <laughs> for me, being afraid, knowing this is gonna be some fucked up ass shit, uh, I'm gonna give this two knee pads, man, because actually, for what it's worth, I enjoyed it. Like, you know, I didn't enjoy it realistically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't like it. This is hard to explain. Like, <laughs> it's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a good it, horror it, movie. But I don't get it yeah. twisted. I did not enjoy this at all. Like the second watching, it was more like. I got looking from an analytical standpoint. I need to stand as far away from the screen as possible. And let me just try to, yeah. like, figure this shit out. Um, not as enjoyable second watch, to be completely honest, only because I knew where it was going. Uh, but I was too busy, like, what's going to happen next? The first the first viewing, and it, like, it really stuck with me. And um, Lucy's a cutie. And, um... <laughs> But that's yeah, point. but I can deal without the crazy. <laughs> oh no, I couldn't tolerate 15 years of that shit. I don't give a fuck how hot you are. That's that's too much. Mm-hmm. That's too goddamn much. Maybe a good three years I could put up with. Dicey, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, staying up late with us, uh, talking about this horrifically fucked up movie. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, the floor is yours. Please pimp out any particular projects you got. Come. Oh yeah, you actually have a. <laughs> you got a really 
great project coming up. Uh, that is a terrible segue, but um, guys, just fix, <laughs> just fix your faces and get ready for this really good news. What you got coming up, Dicey? My friend, Allura Jensen. She is an adult film star. Um, I think on Pornhub, she's probably ranked like 211, somewhere around there. That's pretty fucking high. There's like a bajillion. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's enough. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she's a she is a blonde bombshell. She's has huge breasts, but more importantly, she has a very huge spirit. She's just a beautiful person inside and out. Um, I, I, I really, really, she is like really one of the nicest people that I have ever met. And I don't, and I'm I'm really, really serious about that. So anyway, she's gonna come and hang out with me um, July twentieth and twenty first. We are going to do something public. I'm still working out the details. The flight is booked. She will be here. Her her logic is already set. She's going to be here Friday and Saturday, July 20th and 21st. That 21st, I'm hoping to do um, something like uh, Pit of Hades Fetish Club that I have in my book series, the Narcoleptic Vampire book series. I, I want to try to bring that to life, that I was going to have Goddess Domination Night that Saturday. <laughs> that Friday, I'm hoping to have a karaoke type event. Now, the details, the locations, and all that, I'm going to put out hopefully within the next few days. But July 20th and 21st, Allura Jensen will be in town. Some of my other friends are flying in also who are ready to to uh, to perform. And you mentioned Jace Batiste earlier is the cover model for the Sleepy Willow series. She is going to be there in her Willow attire that Saturday. So hopefully I can create a sex positive scene. Now there's not a, a sex party, but a sex positive scene where people can role play. I had a BDSM dungeon party in 2014 for the release of my best friend's fantasy lovers book. Man, that's that a lot was to soak in right there. That's a wow. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. I had, continue. <laughs> I, I had one in, in 2014 when I released it. was my 40th birthday. It was also my eighth book release. And that book has heavy BDSM elements. So I had a dungeon party. And that was that was fun. You know, I had some people who were just there as watchers. But I had people who are in the life that were there. And they were there to play. So hopefully there'll be a, another mixture like that. I have people that are actually in the life, hopefully, that they can actually be there. But this will be a ticketed event. All the other events that I have had in the past have been free. I have footed the bill for Crazy. everything. This, Crazy. This, wow. Yeah, this one will not be like that. I With with Allura being there, you know, and me having to provide security and stuff like that, mm. I will. This, mm. these will be ticketed events. Damn right. They, Yeah, so... Um, hopefully it'll be a fun time for everybody and that I can make some some parties around here that are safe, fun, and memorable. This is a part of my Dicey Chicks Have More Fun um, hashtag. If anybody wants to check out Dicey Chicks Have More Fun, we're wearing the t-shirts. It's, it's about being who you are. You know, you don't have to be sexy, wild, daring, or risky. But if you want to be that, be that and not worry about what people think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So um, be sure to follow uh, Dyson Grandner on Instagram and watch her stretch out all her T-shirts. And <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hit us up. Uh, me and Randy are going to be uh, doing an Indiegogo for the film Blowjob Dragons. And uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, just, I just want that to be a movie. 
But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out to the Nerd Podcast Mafia. <laughs> it gotta be like a guitar, like fucking like tasty lick every time you say it. Like blowjob Jackson. But um, shout out to the Castaways, uh, Nerd Podcast Mafia, Movie Pod Squad, um, everybody who listens. And um, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do next week. I actually don't know this time, and I, uh, I have poor planning skills. But we will catch you guys next week, and y'all have a good night. Good night.